Welcome to the Bible Reading Plan podcast by Victory Point. One of the best ways to grow as a disciple of Jesus is to read and reflect on Scripture daily. We created this podcast to guide you through our daily Bible reading plan that helps us dwell in God's Word as we grow together in listening to the Spirit. Whether you're on your commute, doing dishes, or just getting up in the morning, we're glad you tuned in. Good morning. Happy Tuesday. It's the 16th of February. We're back with the Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Brendan McClenahan. I'm your host. And this week's guest is Brad Koning. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, you should go back and listen to it um, and then join back with us today. Or don't. Just listen to today's. I don't care. Um, Brad, you said you uh, Victory Point is your family. Yesterday, you said that when you're introducing yourself. How long have you been part of the Victory Point? Um, yeah, like 15, 17 years, something like that. Okay. 17 years. So ever since you were like 10 years old? Yeah. I'm <laughs> just kidding. I wish. <laughs> um, Brad, did you grow up in the church? Yeah. Yeah, we grew up and uh, my family attended Providence when I was little and then we attended Central Wesleyan uh, through my middle school and high school years. Oh, you're at Providence CRC? Yep. Okay. That's where Jackie was, I guess. Oh, it's cool to know. Um, Brad, uh, when did you, you grew up in the church and, um, but I'm guessing at some point you kind of said, Hey, I think, I am, this is a faith that's mine. Like, I want to follow Jesus. I've grown up with this, but this is now kind of something that I'm, I want to claim for myself. When was that moment for you? That's a great question. I think, um, I think that moment for me was actually later in life. Um, I'd probably say 2003. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it wasn't that I wasn't close with God. It's just, it's, it's one of those stories where you're raised and you go and do things and um, you, you think, you know, but you don't really know. Like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It's one of those, like, I remember, I remember sitting with Scott Davis and Scott, we kind of, we did this little meditation and uh, he kind of walked us through. And it was like, the, I had this moment where it was like, I never felt like I'd never met Jesus in the way I felt at that moment. Hmm. And uh, so, yeah, there's probably things I could point to in lots of great mountaintop experiences, but if I'm being brutally honest as a human being, um, you know, I think, I think a lot of that stuff might've been more just emotional based versus actually feeling really spiritual. So, so what, what was the, you said you led you through a meditation. What, what was it about that meditation that made you realize that you didn't know Jesus, so, you know, like, um, in the past, like you had at that moment? I think through that meditation, if I'm remembering it, um, 
it was it was a, a moment in that meditation. It was kind of I don't even know how to explain it without sounding strange, but uh, <laughs> it was it was like we kind of imagined meeting Jesus and seeing him. Yeah, and um, it all it felt absolutely real in that place. And I remember I remember it because I I remember I was in my meditation. I was walking through a field, and there was a fire just a campfire and I walked through this field and then I broke through the grasses or whatever. And Jesus, he was just sitting there. And, uh, we said, I sat down and I remember just him looking at me in that meditation and saying, I love you. Huh. And for whatever reason, it was like, it just hit me in a spot in my spirit and maybe being an older man and having at that point and, having gone through different things in my life, like maybe it just hit me in a different way that I'd never felt I needed Jesus or, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's yeah. different. It's different being raised in the church. It's a blessing to have had that, but um, I don't know if it, I just never, I always just went and did stuff and then never, I don't know if growing up, if I ever felt I needed Jesus, like everything in life was pretty well taken care of, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't, it wasn't one of those things where I had a lot of physical needs or anything major that Jesus had to do. Um, I had a good family. I went to a good school. I enjoyed church and the programs that they had us do. So it, mm -hmm. it's uh yeah, not to ramble, but no. And at some point, you needed a personal encounter with Jesus, and until yeah. then, everything else, maybe even in retrospect, just felt kind of empty. Like it, it did it, it did a whole. It was all good stuff, but it doesn't compare with a with a personal encounter with Jesus. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Brad. that. Yep, appreciate that. Um, well. I, I, I don't know why, but I, on Tuesdays, I'd like to ask questions about how people met Jesus and kind of their personal testimony, faith story, if I can. Um, but also because uh, today's Psalm kind of speaks about kind of looking back um, and trusting God. Um, so I just thought that'd be also a cool thing to reflect on. So I'll go ahead and read this Psalm. This is Psalm 25 verses one through 10. If you don't mind, I'll read this for us. And then I'd love to hear what seems to be standing out to you, Brad. Here we go. To you, O Lord, I lift up my soul. O my God, in you I trust. Do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. Do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Let them be ashamed who are wantonly treacherous. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you I wait all day long. Be mindful of your mercy, O Lord, and of your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. According to your steadfast love, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast and love 
said our steadfast love and faithfulness for those who keep his covenant and his decrees. So Brad, is there anything out of here or what out of here is grabbing your attention today? I think for, for me, the thing that jumps out and I don't know if I'm, I must be reading a, a different version than you a little bit, but kind of the same thing, uh, that verse seven, <laughs> do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. You know, it's one of those things. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe other people don't, don't struggle with it, but I'm one of those, like, my brain's really good at reminding me at all the times I failed. And it could be 20 years ago. It could be, you know, two days ago, but, uh, I'm one of those folks who I, I struggle with my failures and, and being able to let go of those inside of me and, and, and feeling, feeling good enough. Um, so that's a big, that's kind of a big thing for me. Like, quite often it's just one of those feelings like you don't feel deserving of you know god loving you the way that the bible promises he does yeah um and 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 the ways you know he's he's i feel it but there's also that struggle i mean satan's good at reminding reminding me of all those past so that's one thing that just kind of stuck out to me like you know, and maybe kind of leaning back to what we had just talked about, thinking like, feeling like I had a lot of years before I really knew Jesus and maybe feeling uh, a little like dumb that it had to take so long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, uh, you know, yeah, there's some stuff about waiting here you know? Um, and, and so you're talking about like, you're talking about in your story that you didn't realize maybe at the moment, but you were waiting for Jesus to show up. Um, but then also isn't, isn't this the kind of Psalm that is, it's, isn't this the kind of prayer that is prayed by somebody who feels guilty or aware of their shortcomings, you know? Um, do not let me be put to shame. Do not let my enemies exult over me. There's there's some self-consciousness going on there for someone to say that, right? Like, do not let those who wait for you be put to shame. Feeling like the, the psalmist feeling like he's being put to shame. And then be mindful of your mercy, Lord. Um, do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. Um, so it seems like there's something from the psalmist's past that is bothering him you know, that he's troubled by some things that are in his past that just, just keep hanging around and he wishes he could forget about it. And he wishes God would forget about it and start over, start new, you know? And then like, he leads the humble is what, it, and what is right. Like desiring to be humble, maybe feeling humbled um, as well. So I think you're, you're empathizing with the passage, you know, you're, you're feeling like that sense of self-consciousness or like, man, I often feel like I, I don't, I'm not worthy or don't, um, don't deserve, or there's something that's 
in my past or things I've done or who I am that precludes me from, you know, God's love or being involved in what God is doing. Um, and I think that's real for the psalmist too. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for sharing that. Um, um, what was it in here for me? Um, I think uh, for me, there is something about, um, uh, about uh, sins, sins of my youth or my transgressions. Um, in, I believe it's Romans, um, uh, Paul talks about um, sin and how um, where there is no law, there is no sin. Remember that? Yeah. So basically saying like, saying like um, before we knew about God's law, before we knew any better, we couldn't be really held accountable to our behavior or our belief or lack thereof, you know, right. because we didn't, we didn't know any better that sin entered the world when almost immediately after God said, don't eat that fruit. You know, it's like before that everything was fine. And then God has to give a boundary. And then Adam has to choose. Am I going to, you know, am I going to listen to God or not and choose not to that's when sin enters in, you know, when there's, when there's a law given and then humans say, eh, I'd rather do it my own way I'd rather take matters into my own hands. And um, so I guess I was thinking about that when it says, you didn't, do not remember the sins of my youth or my transgressions. My assumption here, this could be a, a wrong assumption is that, um, that maybe in this person's youth, they didn't know any better or weren't aware of God's law and the decisions they made in the past are still plaguing them today, you know? And I think about that with my kids, like Hannah is over a little over five months old now. Um, she, she cries, right? Who cares? She's a baby. You know, that's not a sin. It's not a sin to cry, especially for a baby. That's how they communicate. You know, um, she, and, and Grace, you know, like my, my uh, middle daughter, she'll, she'll, uh, you know, she'll spill her cereal, spill the milk. Who cares? She's a baby, right? She's a kid. No, no big deal. But um, you tell somebody who, who knows better not to do those kinds of things, you know, um, now, now there's some willful disobedience there. You know what I mean? Right. So I think there's something about our past that we can't let go of that God actually does. And there's grace and forgiveness that we don't understand about God, but it kind of haunts us as we look back into our past and go, oh my gosh, I cannot, I'm unworthy and I can't, I can't get over this. I can't even forgive myself. And it's almost, I think there's some circumstances where, where God is just already, has already forgiven us, it is already kind of over it. And um, God's work is to extend that grace to us and say like, like you are not defined by my that anymore. I know it's big in your mind, but I knew you since you were, you know, I created you and I knew you before you even knew it was right and wrong. And I loved you, you know? So um, I think there's something in there that I was kind of picking up on from this passage. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I see that. I agree with that too. Um, anything else you want to pull out of this? Not really. That's okay. kind of the main thing that's jumping out. Okay, great. Well, thank yeah. you for your, for your story, Brad. Thanks for diving into the song with us. And thanks everyone for listening. Um, go in peace today and um, may God be merciful to you. Experience God's mercy and grace, steadfast love and faithfulness um, for all of us who keep his covenant and his decrees. Um, I, I do think, before I say goodbye, I do think there's some interesting tie-ins with... Um, with the Noah story of starting over, you know, of grace and mercy to start over and be recreated here, um, forgiveness and um, uh, promises being fulfilled. So I think there's some cool things in there for that. But we'll get more of those themes tomorrow and the next day and the next day. So go in peace, everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Bible Reading Plan podcast. If you have any reflections on the scripture we just read, please click the link in the show notes to leave us a voice message. We'd love to hear from you. Let me send you on your way with a blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Mm -hmm.